Hello, hello. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms in the room. Happy, happy Mother's Day. For those that are watching online too, happy Mother's Day. I know my mom watches online from El Salvador, and we have ladies tuning in from Honduras. So hello, hello. Welcome. And if you're a mom, I just would like for you to stand with me, please. We just want to honor you. And... Hey, I'm here to tell you, you're doing a great job, doing an awesome, fantastic job. Keep going. And wait, 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 no, no, stay, stay, stay. Stay up. You have plenty of time to stay seated. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to pray for you, okay? Lord, just thank you so much for this representation of all these mothers in the room. Father, I pray that you bless them, that you just... Um, as your scripture said, Lord, that her children called her blessed this, this day and throughout the, the, the life of a mom, Lord. And I just thank you for, for giving them, empowering them to do mother and to do it well. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Okay, now you may be seated. Okay, I want to remind us. All of us, that God has a bright future for all of us. But for you moms especially, God has a bright, bright future. That's what I'm here to talk about. I love coming in here and speaking. It's one of my favorite things to do. I wear this red leather jacket because I believe that it's just like the blood of Christ just empowering me to speak. And I just don't want to just speak it out. Like I want to echo what the Holy Spirit is saying. And one of my disclaimers always is, yes, I'm here to like, you know, say something and preach or teach to you. But it's not nothing that like, oh, Ali has it all together. She has overcome this, you know, message. She's a pro. No, it's just something that the Lord has been speaking to me, and I want to just share it and impart it into you and your lives. And one of the things that God reminded me this, this season we're in is that he has positioned you for such a time as this. In this city, in this time, in this town, little Athens, America, like I like to call it, little old Athens, in the middle of America, here we are, and he has positioned you here. He knew all the gifts, all the talents that you, have, that you possess. They're in your position for you to use. He knew that. And he has given us this grace so we, and especially as mom, we can transfer that to the next generation, to our kids, the kids that we are raising. They're the ones that have to take that, you know, the baton. And, and, and keep running this race. So God, your God is here. It's here today. We encounter him in worship because worship was powerful. I am very proud of our worship team. And this little girl over here, uh, she is only 19 years old, but she led so well on Friday night. Yes. And... Um, and I, I didn't do this in the first service, but second service, like, I'm a little more comfortable and, and already warm up to your first crowd. And uh, on, a, 
on, an, on Sheikin, our conference on Friday, we did this exchange that is going to happen too at the end of service if you, you know, if you're a mom and you want to come take your crown. We lay down all of our burdens, all of our lies that we have believed, like the names that society titled us or the names that we called ourselves, like ugly, unworthy, uh, you know, mom, just like mom, wife, teacher, whatever it is. Those are all earthly titles. And we, we laid down that crown. And it was a physical crown. It was a really pretty crown, too. But it's, it's man-made. It's a, it's a, it was a man-made crown. And we, and we picked out another crown. And we, we, we crowned a lot of ladies, a hundred and seven ladies, I believe. And we crowned them. And we, we called them, you are now a daughter of a king. You're the daughter of the most high king. And that is identity. That's our identity. Yes, we're moms and happy Mother's Day, but we are the daughter of the most high God. And out of that, we should walk our faith knowing that. So with that being said, um, it leads me to this that your future is bright, moms and everyone in the room. And I am right here where I'm supposed to be. You're right there where you're supposed to be. God is never behind or ahead of schedule for all of you that like to, you know, keep in a tight itinerary. God is never behind or ahead of schedule. He knows your needs and your desires, and he only gives me or you his best. And sometimes his best does not match our needs or our desires because it's out of his will. We might, we might need something. We might desire something, but he gives us his best. Which leads me to our point number one, and I'm going to keep it short and sweet because, you know, we're moms and tired and we have laundry to do. Yeah. Uh, number one is Focus. So go with me to Hebrew 12 um, out of the message Bible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that out of the message version. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of, of, of where he was headed. I want to suggest to you that he knows best he, he, he began your story. You didn't, be, you didn't begin your story. He began his story, your story. That exhilarating faith finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way, the cross, the shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging on your faith, Go over that story item over and over again. That that long litany, 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 litany of hostility he plowed through. He finished it. That will shoot you with adrenaline. That will that shoot just just gives you excitement that he finished what he started. Right? It was it was hard. Yes, it was very hard. But he finished what he started, and it should just, like, shoot you with excitement that he did it for us. 
So you didn't begin this story, and you're not going to end this story. Rest assured that he, he's, he's got you. I don't know about you, but, um, you know, we're, I'm talking about focus. And I just recently took this um, test, a Gallup Strength Finder, for, for, for here, for church, for our staff. And focus is on my bottom five. I mean, still my strength, but I guess it's on my bottom five. And I am a huge squirrel. And I know, you know, Miss Tammy here, we're like, she's my twin, my blonde twin sister. Uh, we're like both, you know, squirrel. Like, it's, it's very hard for me to focus on something. <laughs> it's very hard for me to focus something on something. And when I don't, it, it just, I become, like, super overwhelmed because I have, like, you know, a to-do list and I have to do my job. And it's, like, oh, overwhelming because I don't know where, where to begin or how to start something. And anyways, like, I know that sometimes those feelings overwhelming feelings are in the way of what's happening next, of our future, of our, like, uh, purpose. And so, with that, I want to introduce to you, where am I? Let's see. Like, I, I lost it. <laughs> um, with that, you know, especially on the last two two years of our lives, like Nathan was saying, he was just calling it out like like it is. All these amazing songs and amazing albums that came out in 2019, right at the end of the year, preparing us for what's to come, what was to come for us to make room for God, for us to just really let him and let, let God be enthroned upon our lives. I love that, that, that song we sang because, um, and, I, and I share this in our, in our women's conference, um, when Lady Diana and Prince Charles, the royal wedding, it was, it was I, I believe, it was the first national royal wedding that was televised. And you could see that huge bell, wedding bell, that filled up the whole cathedral that day. And it was amazing. And people just talk, still talks about it. Like, you know, fashion uh, designers still talk about it. It was magnificent, and that's what the Lord wants to do in our lives. He wants to come in in majesty like he is. He is truly royalty in majesty and be enthroned upon in our lives, in our hearts, in this temple. And so for you moms, we sometimes are, you know, overwhelmed, and we, are, we were never trained to be a mom. Sometimes I, you know, something happens with my kids, and I call my mom, and I'm like, you never told me this was going to happen. <laughs> like, mom, like, why did you, like, heads up, this is going to happen to your kids, to your daughter or your son. And I'm like, why did you never talk to me about this? Like, you didn't train me. And, yes, we are not trained as moms and in this fate walk, but we were made for it. We were made for this, to be in this walk, to be at war, to be in this times that are not peaceful. And, and, and honestly, I don't think there will ever, we will ever go back there to that peaceful times because we are in the end of times. And war are coming. War is coming. Battles are, we're, we're going to face battles. We're going to face storms. 
But we are made for it. We are made for this. And sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do is just follow God. And, and, and this is something that God repeats to me a lot. He goes, like, you know, I'm in whatever season, I'm going through a struggle, little or big, and God reminds me, he's like, Ali, would you let me be God? I'm really good at it. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Lord, yes, it's true. He's in control. He is God, not you. He is God. So it would lead me, you know, to point number two, follow. If we don't have a compelling future, we will not have a fully present purpose. And this is us moms too. Like, hey, if you don't have dreams and like future, if you're planning ahead, then your 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 day to day is going to fall 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 apart. I have this um, I have this dream about my kids. Um, for Naomi especially, every every morning. I, I take them to Escuela, and I play some worship music on the way. And she uh, plays and sings her little heart out. Like one of her favorites is uh, Let the Light In. Open up the windows. Let the, and she goes, she's just blasting out. I love it. I love it. I'm like, yeah, hit it, Nene. Like, you know, I empower her. And whenever you ask her, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? She wants to be a rock star. Which what Nathan follows up and says, for Jesus. For Jesus. For Jesus. <laughs> He's like, yes, Nene, for Jesus. Because we've been, you know, speaking it out. We've been speaking life into her. Like, hey, you're going to be a worship leader. You're going to lead people into uh, encounters with God. You're going to, you know, just lead songs that are going to just be amazing and a blessing for other people and going to bring nations to him. And, I mean, we just speak life into her. But she, right now, she just wants to be a rock star. And then we're just whispering, for Jesus. <laughs> so you have to have these dreams. You have to have these dreams because they, they are the ones that motivate me to get up every day, like Groundhog Day, and do the do their uh, launches, prepare them, like put them in the car, which is a, a hard thing to do. Put them in the car. You put them, like buckle them up in the car seat. Get them out. Like it is workout. Now I'm glad like I'm getting, we're getting past that stage with our kids. But the beginning is like, oh, you buckle them up. Those seatbelts are hard. Like whoever, like I'm like, these are hard seatbelts to put in. Put out, put in. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and um, so in my dream, I have this reoccurring dream specifically with uh, Naomi again. We are in um, a big table, big long table. Nathan built this big long table right beside our, um, our home. It's a 12 feet long. I don't know. It's a big table. And we're gathered there, and we're having fun, and Nene's married, and she has her husband and kids, and uh, baby Nathan's not married yet because I don't know if I, he, I will ever allow that because he's so sweet. He's my boy. He's my baby boy. But um, we're having fun, and we're happy, and we're just like, it's, it's the perfect, like, long Italian, I don't know, banquet. And I love it, and it just motivates me. 
And yes, Nathan is there. Yes, he's my husband still. And we're having fun. And it just like, really, it just gives me just this motivation for for the future. Hey, this is this is how it could be. And if I steward them well, this is really going to happen. You know, the Lord is going to just fulfill my dream of one time of, of, of in the future seeing my kids uh, in this table gathering with us. And, you know, with dreams and visions and and having this uh, following Jesus, dropping everything and following Jesus brings me to this very unique man in scripture. And it's Peter. He's a very unique man. I love him. He's intense. He is very impulsive. And I understand him because I used to be intense and I used to be very impulsive. Uh, Emphasis on I used to be. Not anymore. So I I love Peter. He's one of those guys that Jesus said, hey, follow me. And he drops off everything and follows Jesus. And I want to I want to give you this Matthew 14, and it's been this is this has been a scripture that has been talked in I think a church here from platform like every every week now for three weeks, um, and it's Jesus walking on water. So Matthew 14 verse 20 22. Immediately he directed the the disciples to get in the boat and go ahead of him to the other side the sea of, of the Sea of Galilee. While he sent the crowds away, after he had missed, dismissed the crowd, he went up to the mountain and pray, go and pray by himself. When it was evening, he was there alone. And how many of you, why he was there? He, he retrieved to pray by himself because his um, cousin, John, had been beheaded. And I love that he just retrieved and went and prayed. Like, this is Jesus, son of man, son of God. He had everything accessible, but he did, he still went away. He still grieved. He still went through that process. We're in this series um, of message. Nathan has started um, All Things New, and we're talking about the Beatitudes. And one, one thing that I just heard recently uh, one of my favorite uh, preachers said, hey, blessed are those who mourn because they shall be comforter. To mourn is a skill. It requires you, if you, if you mourn and grieve well, you heal well. And, and it says this, when you're mourning, when you're in mourning, blessed are you or happy are you because you will be comforter by the comforter. So, yes. So if you, if you just like pull away from that and you don't do that, then you're not gonna, you're not gonna heal well. You really need to go in and mourn, so God can comfort you. That was just extra, and just take it. If you know, if you're, if you're lost someone in the past, and maybe you've lost your mother, and it's Mother's Day, you know, and it's just a hard day today. Just be. Be encouraged that, that God is going to comfort you. The Holy Spirit that is inside you is going to come and bring you happiness. Okay, so um, verse 24. But the boat by this time was already in a long 
distance from land, tossed and battered by the waves, for the wind was against them. In the fourth watch of the night, about 3 or 6 a.m., Jesus came to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately he spoke to them, saying, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. 28. Peter replied to him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter go out of the boat and walk on water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened, and he began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus extended his hand and caught him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased, and those who were in the boat worshiping worship, worship him with awe-inspired reverence, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Most of the disciples that were here in the boat were fishermen already. I mean, they this this is what they did for a living. They were fishermen. I mean, these were the kids in that smell like fish in school. <laughs> like they knew exactly like how to fish, where the fish were. They were, you know, in the sea and they they didn't, you know, get sick or seasick. Like I've been in an amazing experience uh, going to deep sea fishing and I was expecting to cut like like a super huge monster and get it all over social media for all my fans and followers by the way (laughs) Um, but (laughs) but I didn't and I was sick the first day like all day the first day I was sick and I was like I just napped all I could do was nap like because I, that was my first time in sea. But the other guys that were with us, the original family, they, they do this since they were two in diapers. So they are professionals. They didn't get sick. They, I mean, they were having fun. Nathan was too because he'd been doing that too with them. And so it is, but this in this occasion over here, what the scripture is telling us, this is the storm. This is the storm of their lives. This is the storm that the grandparents have talked about, the parents have talked about. They're in the middle of of the Sea of Galilee, and it is the storm of their lives. So when they're faced with the storms, um, the big storm, and some commentaries, by the way, I did some research, said that this storm was like super strong, and it lasted like nine hours long. Now, if you, uh, let me ask you something. Like, who invited them into the boat? Jesus. Yeah. Jesus said, go, right? Like, go in the boat. I'll meet you on the other side. Go. Like, get in the boat. Why did Jesus invite them in the boat? Because he's very mean. Jesus is very mean. (laughs) Right? No. No. No, he's not mean. (laughs) He's not mean. He wanted to prove them that the same God of the shore was the same God in the storm. And he wanted to, he wanted, he didn't want them to, hey, walk on water type. Like, okay, you're going to go to salvation and then you're going to do the baptism class and then you're going to get baptized and then we're going to teach you how to walk on water. No. (laughs) 
he wanted he wanted he wanted their faith to be strong and he wanted to know something that i i don't know if you noticed in the in the scripture it said twice actually three three times i didn't notice that the first time but okay three times it says immediately immediately he directed them into the boat immediately he spoke to them do not be afraid and immediately he grabbed peter out of the water like this is not you know sometimes we're in the storm and it's like where are you god did i miss something like you know i got i, I sometimes i'm in seasons of my life it's like wait did i miss something like i, th- I thought this was you lord did i what happened did i really did i miss something and then you go to like you know you're have counsel wise counsel your husband in my case or like a mentor and then they the first time they say well did you miss something did you did you didn't hear something like you missed something no not like no they didn't miss something like the lord invited them in the boat but immediately he was right there and i want to suggest to you that whenever we go to this storms these seasons of life the lord is right there the Lord is right there. The Holy Spirit that Jesus has left us with, it's right with us. It's, a, it's an immediate thing. Like, we can tap into that and, hey, like, hey, I know that I'm getting hit with all kind of tribulations and breakthroughs. And, I mean, I have a dear friend that she's just recently into the ministry, and they're having all this problems and sometimes they're silly problems like they're just like little things that get messed up at how in the house or 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 major problems like health wise and it's like wow like lord like you know i pray for them because i've been there (laughs) like it's like oh you're by the way we're planting a church like (laughs) okay and and everything it's like you're feeling overwhelmed and you're getting hit on all sizes and and i wanted to to you know write her day up and i go to walmart to to buy flowers for her and i go to the to the flower section and they're all dead all the flowers are dead i'm like oh no no way like i started to you know speak life into like you know satan i speak chaos into your into your plan i speak chaos against uh the plan that you have for my for my friends no weapon form against them shall prosper and i begin to just speak life into that and if you recognize that just step into that because immediately the lord will will get them out immediately the lord will come and whisper to them do not be afraid it is i do not be afraid remember i am god and i'm really good at it ali just let go let go so most of them were fishermen. We already told, we said that. See, like I am all over the place. Um, but on Matthew, on Matthew 26, there's, here's another occasion that I love um, just seeing Peter rise, rising up. Here's another occasion. So Matthew 26, verse 47 says, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve arrived. With him was a large crown with swords and clubs sent from the high, from the chief priest and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal to, with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judah said, 
Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. I love Jesus. Then the man stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. And with that, one of Jesus' companions reached for the sword, threw it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. And I know it doesn't say here that it was Peter, but I believe the Gospel of John does say his name. And it, and it sounds like him, to be honest. Okay. Out of all of them, Peter would have cut his ear off. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father? And he will at once, right, immediately, put at my disposal more than 12 legion of angels. But how then will scripture be fulfilled that it, that said it must happen in, in this way? Like, I love that Jesus just, like, had a plan. Like, even though we're in the middle of the storm and we think, okay, we're going to sink, we're definitely going to die. When we, were in, when we were in Honduras, kid was with us in our car, and uh, Nathan had this, it's where I get it from, honestly. He taught me how to drive, so my, recl my reckless driving comes from him. And, like, we're, like, driving, right? And in Honduras, there's no speed limit, there's no yielding signs. I, already, I think I already told you this before. And we're driving, and also, when you're passing the lanes, there's only two lanes you there's no like four lane highways like here no two lanes that's it that's what you get and so we're driving and then there's a car or a semi coming this way we're driving in this like little space he's passing this car but there's this car coming it's like we're so close and i'm like ah and i was just like panicking and then kid is like but did we die <laughs> did we die and like no we did not but Okay, so sometimes we're in that season, right? Like, oh, but did we die? No, we're not, we're, we're not there yet. Because he has a plan. Just like it went in this garden, in the Garden of Gethsemane. He had a plan. He said, hey, Peter, which leaves me through my third and last uh, point, fight. Yes, we're going to fight, but don't get distracted. We're not going to fight like this. Don't get distracted. Yes, there's, uh, there's injustice. Yes, y there's anger, feelings, but don't get distracted. We're not fighting that, the war this way. Sometimes it's very unnatural. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, like in this occasion. But guess what happened out of that? Out of that, even though, yes, he died, but we, we inherit everlasting life, like forever and ever. Right, like one of the things that I loved about last week was my high, high like of the of the week was making this crown. So we had a group of ladies coming in and, and help me make this crown, which was if you were here for Resurrection Sunday, it was the crown of thorns we placed in this same spot. And so we took it down, and by we I mean all the guys that help like Nathan. So we took it down, we painted it, and again, it's not me. Um, and then we put all these flowers and greenery around it. And I was just like, like, I was just like, wow, 
Isn't this so spiritual? This is what the Lord does. Like we use this crown of thorns that it was dead, that was meant for evil. And here's God turning it for good with life and fruit and flowers on it. That is his plan. That is his plan for all of us. Like he wants to take that crown of thorns that we have placed in our head, ourselves sometimes, or the enemy, and he wants to crown us with beauty. That was free. So fight and don't get distracted. Do not get distracted. Um, Nathan and I got married. When Nathan and I got married, he knew he was going to be forever in second place because before him I had a good boyfriend, and so he was always going to be second place. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. Don't be weird. He's, he's always been so good. Um, but no, but he knew that he was going to be second place, and I knew also he was going to be in second place. Because my first choice would always be Jesus. I got, like, radically saved when I was 13. Someone invited me to church, like my friend from sixth grade, or I was 12. I think I was 12. Um, my friend from sixth grade invited me to church, and I, I gave my life to Jesus. I was like, yes, I want, I want it all. I want more. I want to go deeper, right? I want to go further. I want more than, than ever before. And so I gave my life to, to the Lord, and I knew that if I fixed my eyes on him, my gaze were on him, if I'd focus on him, and if I follow him, I would fight with him. Anything, any circumstances come my way, I would, I would just be okay. I would be okay. Sometimes we wanna, uh, we don't wanna make messes either, in our in our faith walk. So we we stay in shore, or we we don't move, we don't act, we don't follow, because we don't wanna mess up. My my son, my little son, Nathan James, he always says, uh, "Can I make a big giant mess? Can I make a big giant mess?" And I'm like, "Yes," because he's he's going. I'm like, "Go play. Use your toys." Make a big giant mess. That's what I want because, you know, we, we buy these toys for you to use them and for you to make a big giant mess. And sometimes the Lord wants to do that. Hey, he, he gives you talents and gifts for you to make, go make, go play with them. Go make a big giant mess. Don't just sit there. Just don't just like what, what, what good are they if you don't play with them? When we fix our gaze, look fully in his wonderful face. In the things of earth, they shall come strangely dim. Right? I love you all. And I, I really just wanted to motivate you this morning to look fully in his wonderful face. Do not give up. Because when we do all of these three things. We can go through COVID. We can go through earthquakes. We can go through fires and a wave of COVID and another wave of COVID. And we'll be okay. Because his plans for us are good. Okay. Thank you so much. Let me pray for you. Lord, I just thank you so much for this 
your people, Father. I pray, Lord, that you just come and make them walking tabernacles of you, Lord, that, that when they know that their focus is on you, that they will not sink. They will not go down. That um, the plans that you have for them are good if they follow you with sincerely, sincere hearts, with great faith. They follow you, Lord. They fight with you. And I just thank you for the moms. Again, I pray that they have rest and they eat well and they rest well. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen.